0: Like you're lagging, could use maybe a little more self care, but what does that look like in the middle of a busy day? That's what we're going to talk about right here, right now on Polly Campbell Simply Said. Hello, 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 and welcome to Polly Campbell Simply Said. I'm Polly. This is the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And I think all of that starts with self care. For me, that means I need to take care of myself. But what does that look like? And it's almost become kind of a buzzword. I'll tell you straight up. I'm not a spa kind of gal. Getting my nails done doesn't feel like self-care to me. But what does self-care look like? And how can we tailor it to suit our needs and suit our health and well-being? And to answer those questions, I called in the big wig expert here. I've got Dr. C. Nicole Swiner and she is an entrepreneur, a medical doctor, an author. Uh, her book, How to Avoid the Superwoman Complex, 12 Ways to Balance Mind, Body, and Spirit, is what turned me onto her work, and I want to talk all about it. Welcome, Doc Swiner. Hey, thank you for having me, Polly. Well, thanks for being here. I, um, I have recently seen pictures on your Instagram, and I see you doing all sorts of things with your family and with your work and all different things. What does self-care look like for you? Is it is it about that having fun or is it more um structured than that?
1: That that's a really good question. Um it's about all of the above and you know this whole superwoman complex which has definitely become my niche in my ministry uh, it is essentially the way that I try to live my life now as a you know working mom and wife and entrepreneur and all that, and then try to model that behavior for my patients, for my clients, for you know my audience and all that. But it certainly um, is a balancing act, and it's a work in progress at all times. Um, so self care means a million different things, and it means what it means to you to each individual and how you feel like you you know achieve quote unquote balance which really doesn't exist but you know how you, <laughs> how you achieve not feeling in a you know constant state of chaos all the time is is how i define it to most people <laughs>
0: uh, i like that better because there is no balance for me sometimes i'm all right. in on what my kid needs or all in on my work or all in right. on what i need or my husband right it, it never hopefully you're in a situation in your life where over time you get some of that attention too but it's never like today is I'm fitting in all kinds of things it doesn't That's feel right. like it's about me so are we going for that balance or are we going just for feeling good and whatever we're doing
1: I think I think the latter I, I like that feeling good and whatever you're doing because you know life is not just about your one current role your one state the being in that one place it's about How do you feel at work? Do you have a sense of balance and joy there? How do you feel at home with your relationships? Do you feel a sense of balance and joy there? And it really is about taking daily, taking an account of literally how you're feeling emotionally, physically, mentally, and making adjustments every day, sometimes hour by hour to say, you know what, this doesn't really bring me joy or, you know, I really don't have to do that thing. That's not really a necessity. So why don't I put that on the back burner and put my attention here, get that out of the way so that I can do enjoyable things. Um, It really is a, it's a daily act.
0: I like that uh, point of being deliberate in it hour by hour, because I'll tell you what it can be. I was having, I was rolling yesterday and then my teen daughter walked in and kind of blew that to smithereens, right? With her (laughs) mood and her drama.
1: They certainly do, don't they?
0: (laughs) I mean, how invested am I in like the cliche mom, but it really like I, my mood took a dive and I, I really had to decide in that moment. Okay. I maybe need to back away from this for just a minute, support Mm -hmm. her without sacrificing who I was a mother as a mother and a woman. Right. right.
1: Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good that you were able to, uh, kind of nip that in the bud and acknowledge what was happening. Yeah. And you certainly need your support team around you to help, you know, buffer you from those things too.
0: Absolutely. Um, I want to talk about that, and I would just say that it's it's not every day I have that like moment. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Some days I just completely freak out. Some days are rolling right along, and it's fine. I, I I'm not perfect at it all the time, but is that where we start? Then is is with that kind of self awareness, like oh, I'm getting too caught up in this, or I feel unhealthy here. I need to change the moment, or how do we get to this? Exactly.
1: All of that. So you know. Probably, you know, we end up in the doctor's office for multiple reasons, right? So as a family doctor, I just recently retired from like seeing patients in the clinic every day. I retired from that after about 15 years and doing medicine in different ways now. But usually the conversation about self-care would start with my patients when they're coming in for their preventative wellness exam, if they're coming in for their sick visit, coming in for their follow-up of blood pressure and diabetes or whatever, We almost always would get to a conversation about, okay, well, what are you really doing to take care of yourself outside of this office and outside of medication? Like, what are you truly, what do you feel is keeping you in a, you know, as much joy in a joyful state as, as realistically possible, you know, in in life. And that always led to a talk about stress. So what stresses you out the most, you know, and that again can change from day to day, hour to hour what is stressing you out and how can you adjust and change that so you don't feel as stressed because as we know in the medical field stress equates i mean it it leads to all the things it leads to all the chronic disease issues the cancers the dementia all the mental health issues starts with stress so what stresses you out the most and then how are you going to adjust
0: I think we give a lot of lip service to that stress component without really having professionals say, no, listen, this is killing you. You have to learn how to manage this in your life. And again, like you said, how I manage that is going to feel different to me than how you manage it, but it has to be done, right? Correct.
1: Correct. And you're absolutely right. It's not just about going and get your nails and hair done regularly. That certainly can be a part of it. But how does that help you at work dealing with the supervisor that you don't get along with? And how does that help you mm-hmm. at home with the teenager who is misbehaving or is, you know, changing up your mood? How, how is that mani Petty going to help? It gets you away for an hour or so, but then you still have to go home and deal with it. So how do you change that that uh, engagement or how do you engage with that person? How do you change your environment at work so that it works better for you, you know, are the, the more important questions you should be asking. Mm
0: -hmm. You, your book, how to avoid the superwoman complex, 12 ways to balance mind, body, and spirit by C. Nicole Swainer, Dr. Swainer. We're talking to her here right now. And I got to say, you are a professional woman. You're a medical doctor. You're an author, always working on some creative product, wife, a mother, are you a superwoman for real? I mean, are are you, do we see what's happening behind the scenes? Because you are doing a lot of different things. I imagine you have some big stress in your life like we do. Absolutely. Yes. I am a
1: superwoman in all the good and bad ways. Uh, and, and most of us are most of us high achieving women are because we have to be right. Mm -hmm. So we have to be superwoman because we have to take care of the household. We have to take care of the children. We have to take care of the elderly parents we're taking care of the Mm -hmm. people at work. We're doing all those things. And yes, we, we try to do it all and shoulder all those burdens. But then being a superwoman on the bad side means that then you suffer the consequences. You're not usually focusing on, am I getting enough sleep? Am I eating the right type of diet? Am I exercising? Am I doing fun things? Do I hate my job? (laughs) Right? So you tend to put those things in the back burner because you're like, look, I don't have time to be worried about that because I got to take care of partner, kids, parents, and everybody else. And then we leave ourselves um, at the end and we end up suffering the consequent, the medical, mental, emotional consequences. And some of those are definitely fatal. Um, So my job after recognizing it in myself, which is what happened when I first wrote the book uh, back in like 2015, 16, when I, you know, first kid, you know, got married, was uh, graduated working in the doctor's office, uh, by mistake became a partner in the office. (laughs) (laughs) You know, things I was like, yeah, I was like, I did not plan on being a business owner, but okay, here we are. After having my first kid coming back to work for maternity leave, doing all the things, handling all the responsibilities. I literally passed out of work. That was my rock bottom. I said, okay, this, this isn't going to, I can't sustain this. Can't, you know, keep falling out and passing out of work and, and doing what I need to do. So I had to take, I had to take an account of what was happening you know my husband my father people around me we sat down we talked about what was happening <laughs> excuse me there's a cough um but we took an account of my schedule about the amount of stuff that I was was trying to handle on my own and talked about how I needed to delegate and make sure I made time for myself and that's how this whole superwoman that's how I became interested in this whole topic it was actually my father who introduced me to the topic, interestingly. Um, Because I think my mother suffered from a lot of the things that I am trying to prevent. So that's how it got started. And I'm just trying to share my my journey with others so that we can take better care of ourselves.
0: Do you think men struggle with the same component or is it different?
1: They certainly suffer from some Superman qualities. Um, You know, there's this whole thing about the imposter syndrome as well. And that also Mm -hmm. encompasses some of the superwoman, Superman qualities but i think as women it's different uh particularly uh if you're a woman of color we have the kind of this additional burden that everyone expects us to kind of know the answer and fix it whether that's in politics in the the mental health world and whatever um we carry that burden particularly as women just to you know who knows who it was passed down from but societal standards of what women are supposed to be and the all the th- So I think women deal with it differently and probably have a little bit heavier of a burden, um, arguably than men do when it comes to, to all of this.
0: Yeah. You know, I put some of that on myself too, because, um, I am pretty self-reliant and I had to be, I think women a lot of times have to be able to do a lot of different things. Like you said, you know, That's Right. and so sometimes I find taking over and my husband will say, Hey, I, I got this. It's okay. Right. You don't have to do it all, but But uh, sometimes I'm taking over from my daughter's experience or my husband's experience, because that's just, well, I can do it better. It's just in my nature. And, and I need to learn how to let go of some things as well. Right,
1: exactly. And that's hard. You're absolutely right, because we're taught, we're taught to be self-reliant and independent. But then that also bites us, you know, in the, in the butt as well, because then it's hard to let go of things and to, to trust that if you let that thing go, it's going to get done the way you need to be, to get done or that you want it to get done. Right. In that way. Absolutely. The way I want it done. Right. Right. So (laughs) I I recently learned that lesson as, as minimal as it sounds in my, I have a nine and 11 year old girls here at home, and we're certainly going through the preteen stages of things happening. And so uh, I completely get it when you, when you mentioned what happened with you and your daughter yesterday, but teaching them how to do their own laundry Mm
0: -hmm. has
1: been both liberating and frustrating because I want them to fold it and do it and store it and move it a certain way. Right. And within a certain time, Mm -hmm. but you got to let it go. (laughs) (laughs) It's not perfect. It's not going to be perfect. Yeah. And 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 that time thing,
0: That time thing is what gets under my skin. She'll say I'll okay. do it, and like seventeen hours later, you know? Right, <laughs> like, right,
1: dude. Like, I meant I now. Told you two days
0: ago, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That yeah. is hard. We're talking here with C. Nicole Swiner. Doc Swiner, the author of How to Avoid the Superwoman Complex, 12 Ways to Balance Mind, Body, and Spirit. She is a self-care expert, author, entrepreneur, mom, and wife, all of it. And we're going to talk, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some specific ways that we can think about this, become aware to our needs, and develop more self-care practices in our own lives so we can live well and feel good doing it. Right here on Polly Campbell, Simply Said part of the best business network of ElectroCast. And we're back with Doc Swiner, the author of How to Avoid the Superwoman Complex, 12 Ways to Balance Mind, Body, and Spirit. And Doc Schweiner, we are talking about all this stuff, which makes sense. I want less stress in my life because not only is it what I need to be healthier physically, but it just feels better, right? I'm freer to go about the my business of whatever that is. There are times when I'm like mapping out my day and I'll be like, okay, after this I'm going to take a lunch break. Just let me finish this last thing, or after I pick up uh, my daughter from school, I'm I'm going to swing by and and pick up whatever I need, or or get a cup of coffee, or do my thing, and it gets pushed back to the end of the day or not at all. And so one of the things I'm working on this year is really figuring out what I need and doing it when i need to do it whether it's 2 minutes or an hour or whatever it is how can we get started on building this indoor life on thinking about this not as a luxury but as part of really our health and well-being for ourselves and our family
1: yeah if it's hard for you to do um which i completely understand especially if your your time really isn't your like your schedule isn't yours necessarily to to manage If you're having a hard time starting off, I would just like we put everyone's appointments and and meetings and etc on our calendars, put your own time on your calendar every day, Mm. or or once or twice a week, start it off and say you know what, Friday afternoon at three o'clock, I'm going outside, I'm taking a walk, and that's it. So I'm going to block off my calendar from three to 330. And that's going to be my day or Every day, I need to really make sure that I'm taking a lunch break, whether I'm working in person, working from home. I'm gonna get up from that desk. I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna sit at the table or I'm gonna go outside and eat. Put it on your schedule, just like you put everyone else's appointments on your schedule. And that may, hopefully, trigger, you know, a reminder or help you to say, you know what, it's my time. I'm shutting everything down and I'm going to take a breather. That, that would be my first, my first um, piece of advice.
0: So build it in before we even recognize that we need it. Cause, cause right. essentially we always need it, right? Always need it. But we forget, cause like you said, you know, your day is going,
1: you're rolling, you got things to do, people to pick up things, to, you know, going on and you forget and then it's, you know, four o'clock, and you didn't eat lunch, or you didn't mm-hmm. rest your eyes from the computer screen, you know, you have to schedule it in so that you get a beep on your phone, a beep on your computer that says, get up, stand up, go outside.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually put a chime on my phone, because I was yeah. sitting here so long behind the computer, I get wrapped up in it. And I would work through everything without realizing that I was getting burned out. You know, I was, okay. What are signs in our physical body and our mental health that, hey, you need a break? Is there any alert we can watch for or need to be aware of? Or is it just this overwhelming feeling of exhaustion or fatigue or upset?
1: You definitely can feel it. And it it happens in, you know, a number of ways. So if you all of a sudden, or if you've always had chronic tension, headaches or shoulder aches and neck pain, that certainly can be a sign that you are. Literally and figuratively carrying too much, or looking down at the screen, or reading too long and not stretching things out, um, people end up in the office with high blood pressures, with their weight going up for you know, and they haven't really changed their diet or their weight going down, insomnia, mood agitation or irritability. You know, uh, uh, for women, it can be kind of hard to tease out because a lot of us are saying, okay, well, you know, is this hormonal? Is this because, uh, you know, things aren't, yeah, my body is changing, you know, and we we can attribute a lot of those things to uh, other things. But that's why it's important to go and sit and talk with your professional, talk with your your medical provider to say, hey, is this perimenopause or am I just stressed out? Or, you know, you know, so you can have somebody to help you tease those things out.
0: Yeah. And I think um, it, like you said before, it can look all different ways. One thing I did a couple of years ago, and, and this was not about self care because <laughs> it wasn't. It was all about work, right? It hides itself for me in other ways. But I was recognizing that I was getting to the end of the week and I wasn't spending any time on a creative project that I was really interested in. So it mm. was always the kind of thing that Monday morning, well, I'm going to get to it right after I write this article or right after I tape this podcast. And ultimately something that was important to me was being pushed off and pushed off. So finally what I did a couple of years ago is I um, just said I was taking all Fridays off. I told every client, I told, and I I didn't, now my secret's out, but I I didn't take Fridays off. What I did is I didn't take calls or emails on Fridays. There was no expectation of a response from me. And that's the day I used to work on this other project that was important to me. I can't even tell you how much better I felt about myself and, and my life. Like I was, I was doing something work-wise, but it was changing it up enough to really feel good in my routine. It changed the whole rest of the week.
1: That's, that's absolutely right. And so, so good for you for number one, setting those expectations, because it really is more, more about telling the people around you and telling those that depend upon you and think that you're going to be there 24 seven that, Hey, this is my time off for me. So number one, setting your expectations. Number two, setting your boundaries. Okay, Fridays for me. So don't book anything business-wise on this day. This is my day. So then they they soon will learn, okay, Fridays, I know I can't ping Polly for this because I know she's doing her thing on Fridays. That's great. Even more so, so I'll take it to even a uh, further extreme. So I decided to, lo- to use, or not use, but use that in the decision to leave clinical practice. Hmm. So- it be, it started out as, okay, I don't want to work on Fridays. And then it started out as, hmm, but I also be, I also need like a half day uh, admin day in the middle of the week because I need to get work done or I need to I just want to go out to lunch or get my kids early from school, et cetera. But then over time, I started to realize, okay, I love this time. So when I'm, I'm away from the office, I'm doing all these other things that I love, like writing and speaking and stuff on social media, et cetera. I, I really enjoy it. So it's still work, but I love it. So how do I make more room for this stuff that I really love and enjoy and hopefully will also be able to make a living off of? Mm-hmm. And I decided that in the clinical setting, I wasn't as happy as I used to be. So I decided to leave that. Now that's that's a big step.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> right? That takes some planning, that takes some talking to your family. And you know, how are we gonna make this work? but what a change it was and it's been it will be a full year in february that i did that and i have no regrets it's created more space more time for self-care and doing those things that i love and enjoy but also thankfully have been able to make a living from
0: well and in the end i, I don't I imagine it's for you this way too but it absolutely happened for me i was making that space But I was so infused, I felt so much better and more excited Mm -hmm. that it also made the other things I was doing as a mother as a wife and as a worker, better, I did better at the rest of my jobs.
1: That's right. And they can tell that you're happier the people around you can tell that you're happier. Yeah,
0: Yeah. interesting. I'm not saying I didn't have some guilt though. I mean, those first few Fridays, for sure. I was like, oh, well, I could just do this. An email would come in, right? And instead of, I'd look at, well, I could just send a response. I could just do this. So it took some discipline for me to say, no, I don't have to do for other people all the time. This is about taking care of this moment for me and what makes me feel good and what I need in my profession too.
1: That's right. Yeah, the guilt, that's a hard one because I still suffer from that from time to time. But I think the more it becomes part of your routine, just like anything else, the easier it will be.
0: Mm -hmm. I like that. It definitely has gotten easier because I've noticed the benefits and the way they extend. And so that's taken, that's gotten easier for me because like, oh, but yeah, but this is working you know, um, interesting. All right. I love this conversation because to me, this is so practical. It's, it doesn't have to be, you need to get away for a three day weekend. You're talking about these little things throughout our day that are affordable ways to carve out time to do something that feels good for us, whether it's eating lunch or going for a walk or, or taking that week away, if you need a break or whatever it is, it can look like anything we want that. That's right. Absolutely. And it's the smaller things that
1: you're doing on a daily basis actually mean so much more than Mm -hmm. taking that, you know, that vacation or doing that mani-pedi, which is still, I want to be clear, those things are very, very important. Still, those things make me very happy, but it's the smaller (laughs) changes during the day and in your work and home environment that will have more long lasting effects.
0: What do you think people can do to access this? Should we sit down and make a list of things like, oh, I want to try that or I've always wanted to do this or kind of be concrete about it or just kind of feel into the day? Does it depend on the person, I imagine, huh?
1: Yeah, I think it does depend on the person and it depends on how your brain works, you know, if you if you need to be a concrete person that sees it written, sees it, you know, in in writing then yes, you know, create whatever it is your vision board. Your bulletin board and put it put it in your office and your bedroom so that you can see it as a constant reminder. If you're more of a person that just kind of feels their way through it, and you know I'm kind of a mixture, so I have uh, you know things written down as as you know uh, regular reminders, but then throughout the day, if I have an extra meeting or two or something that I added to my calendar, that later on in the day I'm just, just tired and worn out or uh, I've run out of energy, then you you know move it and adjust it to a different day. Um, so you know, definitely be in tune. It really is all about self awareness. Um, before I made the huge transition in my career, I met with my therapist to say, "Hey, you know, I'm going to be going through this big change. It's going to make me feel, you know, both. It's going to make me feel the guilt, the excitement. How can I plan this out?" And so I sat down and scheduled meetings with her, or a life coach, or whomever you need to help you uh, make the plan so that it 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 works well for you. So you have to figure yeah. out what works for you.
0: I think that I'm, I'm a huge fan of therapy and so mm-hmm. that's an aspect too. that that's self-care too you yes. guys like going to a medical doctor or taking right. a vacation that find the people to support you in your life that can be a therapist a life coach a partner a, a, a right. child in different ways but mm-hmm. find that team to help you make the shift to take care of yourself better because i'm right. telling you what you will feel better and when we feel better we do better for yes. sure. Dr. Swiner, this is awesome. Thank you for being here. How can people follow your other work and your expertise?
1: Yes. So on social media, on Instagram, I'm at real Doc Swiner and then I'm Doc Swiner on almost all the other uh, social media outlets. You can always shoot me an email to Doc Swiner at gmail.com
0: and um, I'll
1: help you out as much as I can.
0: That's awesome. And check out Doc Swiner's book, See Nicole Swiner, How to Avoid the Superwoman Complex, 12 Ways to Balance Mind, Body, and Spirit. And you can check out my newest book, You Recharged, wherever books are sold. It's about getting unstuck and uh, launching into the world in the way that we want. And join our Substack community at polycampbell.substack.com. Doc Swiner, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, It's been a delight. And remember, listeners, as we go out into the world, take a little time to take care of yourself, and that will help us all. Live well, do good, and be happy.
1: Hey there, I'm DC. I host The Rock Podcast. Back to the arena, The Interviews. It's about a 30-minute podcast where I talk one-on-one with a band who has released new music. You can find us on all the best podcast sites like Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, and more. If you're a rock fan like me, subscribe today to Back to the Arena, the Interviews. Electric
0: ass.
1: Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. We oh, got
0: this chair. No, this is my dad.
1: My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again.